and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. time. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you. It is a Wednesday. And I know normally you guys get an abbreviated version of this show because we got to save it all for the radio show. But not this week. Not so fast, my friends. You're welcome. Ja- now, Jamie, the rules of podcasting are you speak. Uh, yeah, I know. I tried. Clearly. And you have a you have a toothpick, a pen. What are you, Razor Ramon yeah, over Razor there? Yeah, Razor Ramon. Hey. Hey, Chico. I don't think you're going to get over with that gimmick on I'm the, the show. I'm the bad guy. You're not going to get over on the show with that gimmick. Uh, we had another show. We got through everybody uh, unharmed. Yes. Which is important. We had a cash By the way, that attempt. was the most, let's just get the hell through this night SmackDown I've seen in some time. Well, that's basically what SmackDown's been doing for the last six months. No, but the, but they thought they were booking well on those other shows. Oh, they just yes. Before. This was very much the like, please just get through this night. Yes, let's just, just get through Nobody it. get hurt. We have a tag match with people involved that shouldn't be on TV. So, we had an attempted cash-in that was thwarted by Again. Charlotte punting the Money in the Bank briefcase hey, into the front row. Better than Snitsky punting a baby into the front row. We were discussing... Was this on Monday or Tuesday? Yes, we were discussing the worst gimmicks. Worst uh, storylines. Worst storylines in WWE history. And with a coworker of ours that is not a wrestling fan. And just the look on her face as, as we, we were describing. As Jamie and I were doing this sort of top five list was... And then other people joined in the room and it got worse with the more storylines. Yeah. Because, because of course everybody. Fans. Because of course everybody. We I'm had not, to go down the Katie Vick route. Well, yeah. Imagine and if you tried to explain the Katie Vick storyline to a group of people who have never seen wrestling before. It's tough. It was a tough sell. It was a tough sell. They, it was. Just, they were not. They were not fans. We should. We're going to do that at some point. Yes, a- after WrestleMania. Yeah, after after is, Mania uh, is over, we'll have to do like a, a five worst WWE storylines of all time. And yeah. spoiler, uh, Katie Vick is going to be number one. Not for me. It's not. Ooh, look at that tease. Such a tease, Christopher. That's what I do. I do best. I gotta. I gotta. Is have, it? Gotta, yeah, you gotta. You gotta. If you're going to survive in this podcast radio business, you got to know how to tease things. A bit of an interesting quote from Mike Johnson, PW Insider, okay. who is slowly becoming my favorite person in the wrestling Ooh. journalism world. Why sorry, do you hate Dave Meltzer? Sorry, Dave. Uh, because he's so good, and he will not report on something unless he's confirmed it about 100,000 times. He's very good at it. Can I give you the direct quote? And by the way, I, I'm trusting the internet that this is a direct quote because I have not listened to the PW Insider Elite radio show where he apparently said this. So... Take this quote with a grain of salt, but the internet has provided this for me. Okay. Quote, I know I heard a month or three weeks ago that Rusev was pushing for a release because he wasn't happy with how he was being used, but I could not confirm that with a second source. So it's possible it's true, and I feel it's interesting that he was suddenly added to the match at WrestleMania. Okay. Because there was a story going around, this was on WrestlingNews.co, that said PW Insider Rusev asked for his release weeks ago. WWE made things up for him by moving him into the U.S. title match. Which is that's not like, quite what the report says. Correct. So that's why somebody in the comments on this Reddit thread that I'm looking at put the, di- the direct quote that apparently Mike Johnson said. So I have it. If I have it wrong, Mike, I apologize. I'm, I'm trusting the internet, which is probably my first mistake. All right. So let, let, me, let me handle this from this perspective. Okay. 
Um, let's pretend for the sake of argument that, that he can't get another source to confirm that this was true. Okay. Uh, in that scenario, again, I'm, I'm very good at couching my responses. In that scenario, uh, I think it's understandable. Um, I think we are we are heading toward an era now where wrestlers feel a little bit more empowered than they did, let's say, two, three, four, five years ago. That it's not just the Cody Rhodes stuff, but that they can make a living on away from WWE television. So I can understand wrestlers taking a look at this and saying, hey, you know what? The squeaky uh, squeaky tire gets the oil or whatever the phrase is. I messed that up brutally because I don't use that phrase. But we, we've heard... It's the oh, squeaky wheel whatever. gets the oil. Tires, I don't know, whatever. Wheel, tire, whatever. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to check on it for you. Squeaky. I'm not a rocket scientist, but squeaky look. Squeaky wheel. Are you going to look, look it up on there? No, keep going. Okay. Squeaky wheel. Oh, One squeaky thing, wheel gets the grease. Awesome. So you were. We hear time and time again from Steve Austin, from mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, sure. from Jim Ross. Okay. That wrestlers need to be more active in their booking. They need to speak up, and they need to speak up with other ideas if they're not happy where they are on the card. Okay. One of the few pieces of leverage wrestlers can have is taking their ball and going home. Or going away. Hmm. I wonder if there's anybody on the roster or uh, that was used to be on the roster that did that and is sitting at home kind of doing something else, although he's not really good at it, and could potentially be all in in a couple of months in Chicago. If only there How was a person How did you turn this in about CM Punk? Out there. Hmm. CM Punk all in confirmed. I'm just shaking my head at you right now. Because he's going to be on all in. I'm going to win a lunch from you. He's not. So, by the way, I'd be more than happy to buy you that lunch if he is, but he's not. So I, I, it has the – it's in the realm of believability. I could understand there being some frustration there if this is tr- indeed the case. I can understand WWE looking at him and saying, well, we have an asset here. And even though we didn't want to change our WrestleMania plans because we're stubborn and that's what we do as a company, we do have plans for him post-Mania. So how can we get him involved and stay relevant until we can get him into the spot where we want to put him higher on the card? So I could see that being a possibility. The other side of the coin says to me – that if you took Rusev off WWE television, how big of a star is he really, especially if you strip him of the Rusev Day stuff? Because he's not going to be able to do Rusev Day away from WWE. Correct. So part of me is like, I can believe that this is a potential scenario, but part of me is like, I don't know if it's a scenario that actually would have worked for him. So that's where I am on that. How about you, Chris? I'm a little surprised that he would push for his release because just like you said, I don't know if the gimmick works someplace else. I think Rusev as a worker it could absolutely thrive in New Japan. Yes. And that's the first place that, that stood out to me. Gimmick-wise... I don't know what do you do. Like, he can't, he Cody can't do Rhodes that is his legal name. Well, yeah, and he Kurt did, Angle is by, his legal and name. And by the way, Cody can, can't even use his last name. On, he can he can only use Cody on wrestling that has television in the United States. Yes and no. Like he's talked about that. He's out of respect not using it. But technically it's his legal name. And they, if they want to go to court, they might not win that. But True. But but also he gets to make the decision. But also Ring of Honor gets to tell him whether or not he's going to do it either. Because exactly. They don't want and, the and they're playing safe. Sinclair has enough is, problems as it is right now. Well, yeah, that's a whole other story. You're welcome. A whole other podcast. But – uh, but yes, but technically this is legal name, and, and you can't. It, there's a lot of legal issues that come up with it. Everybody knows who he is. It's not the point. He couldn't be Rusev in Ring of Honor. He could. What if he just changes the V to an F? Because that's how you just pronounced it. Rusev. Rusev. That's how you just pronounced it. So yeah, Rusev. 
he could not be that character somewhere else. He could not sell Rusev Day merchandise somewhere else. So no. my concern is, is not, I'm not saying he's only that gimmick. I'm saying if you strip him of that gimmick, how much do you have left in terms of in terms of star power? And I think it's very little. I'm also not surprised that he that he's frustrated with his, his position. He should be. He's the second most over thing on the roster. Besides, he should be. Besides he, Brain Strowman, the twin brother of Braun Strowman. He is. You've never seen Brains and Braun Strowman in the same room at the same time. So I'm saying. Uh, actually, we did. Um, when when Corey Graves freaked out. No, that was Braun Strowman dressed as Brain Strowman. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we haven't actually okay. seen them together. Uh, by the way, Corey Graves, the commentary line of the night last night. Byron Saxton goes on about how this is the first on Sunday. It's the first time we're going to see Charlotte and Oscar go face to face, and and Corey screams into the mic, "You're going to see them go face to face in two hours on Facebook." Yes. Watch go for ahead. the mixed match challenge final. L- love ahead. it. Need Corey Graves, the continuity editor on television. They, they need one desperately. I just don't know if there's. I think. When I look at Rusev, I think he's a victim of timing. And I am you this is the time of year when you run into around January through April. Uh, he's been over since like October. Yeah, he, uh, he was over, but not this over in October. He really started to get over right around uh, like a few weeks before the Rumble. Three, four, like three ish weeks before the Rumble. That WWE doesn't want to change their plans at that point. Now, we could talk about how, if that is stupid or not, I of the mind that. You pivot when you need to pivot, and you don't worry about that stuff because you put on the best performance people want to see. Uh, and they end up making the right decision. You have a, a, a you had a triple threat U.S. title match that was very blah. Well, because you had the three most boring wrestlers ever in the match. And by the way, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. I know they didn't execute this the last time that this was a possibility, but they need a double turn here at Mania. Rusev needs to be the babyface. Bobby Roode needs to be a heel. That program is money. Because Bobby Roode is very stale as a babyface. He's always been a stale babyface. You have the glorious, that's it. That's all you got. Yes, I agree. As with a that. heel, you have an upper card talent in Bobby Roode. Yes, yes, you do. And People want Rusev to be an upper card babyface. He doesn't that. So, in just a quick one match, you can put together an actually an extremely compelling multi month US title feud that elevates two wrestlers and elevates the belt all at the same time. They can do this, it's very simple. Will they? Probably not, but they can. Yeah, and, and I think at the end of the day for him, he just wants to be in a spot where he's relevant, especially with how over the character is. So I think he's going to relish the opportunity on Sunday to be in that match. And keep in mind... When we're he's talk- winning the title. We're, when we're talking about... 6,000% on Sunday, correct? I think so. Okay. You, I'm, not, you, I'm not ready to... I'm not I know, but you say. don't put him into this match if he's not winning. You do if you're turning Bobby Roode. Okay. You know, who, you know who's not winning this match? Jinder Mahal or Randy Orton? No, Randy Orton's the only one I can't see winning this match. Oh, Jinder's not I could see Jinder winning the match. Oh, that would be... If I had to go order of most likely, I'm going to go Rusev 1, Rude 2, Jinder 3, Orton 4. That's what I would go with. And I think it's a clear distinction between 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. Clear. Yes. But I also think that I, 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 would, I would say it's better chance that Mahal wins this match than you think he does. Um, sorry to scare everybody out there with that thought. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for putting that out there. Although your predictions are really good, so... You have a great track. Yeah, because I actually make some. John, you, you predicted John Cena was going to fight AJ Styles for the title at Mania. John Cena doesn't have a match at Mania right now. Right now. He may not have a match. Yeah, because I actually go out on a limb. I'm like somebody. Go out on a limb? I'm like somebody over there. Are you kidding there. me? I, 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 on this podcast, said Rey Mysterio is in the best of the Super Juniors. Do you know how out on a limb that is? I, I mean, after the guy stands in the ring and has starts CM to fight Punk, with everybody. CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk. We, we don't know yet. We don't know how wrong you're going to be yet. 
Okay? I go out on a limb here on this show. Yeah, you're going to be wrong about how quickly they sell tickets for All In, though. But, um, look. Didn't, what, did, what am I? Am I of the belief that they're going to sell out immediately? No, you're of the belief that they weren't going to, they were going to have trouble selling out. Yes, okay, that sounds, that sounds I said like that, I said they would sell out. That sounds like I didn't position. say immediately. I just said they'll sell out. So you'll be wrong. Yeah. And now, you have like seven more to catch up to my wrongness, but still. Yeah, how's, 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 how's that Jinder Mahal Not the point. It never happens. It's an incomplete. I get my money back if I bet on Bovada. That's it. That's all I need to know. Incomplete. He did not not beat Brock Lesnar. That's not what you said, though. Doesn't matter. Technicality, I got off of it. But here, it's like a game getting rained out. It got rained out. John Cena so won the Royal Rumble? That didn't happen. Did Who you have winning the Rumble? I had Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, how would that go? He was one of the final two. He that, lasted longer lovely. than John Cena. John Cena was one of the final three. Yeah, so my guy was, <laughs> had a better performance than your guy. Um, I even know what the, what the whole point of this was. Rusev. Rusev day. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think he should win the belt unless they do a really cool heel turn with Bobby Roode because I think that would lead a compelling feud that you have Rusev chasing the belt for a little bit and then finally getting his moment. I think that would be an, an exciting feud. And the last point I was going to make, and I remember what it was, I talk about Rusev being frustrated. Up until he was put in this match, he wasn't on the card. No, he wasn't being used. So it's not like, well, I, I'm being, I'm in a match alone. No, he wasn't on the WrestleMania card at all. I can understand him being upset about that. I would be upset with if it. this is indeed true. <laughs> there's the there's the caveat. By the way, there uh, there might be a rumor. Maybe that, there is or isn't a rumor. That, that the, might be a rumor. That the uh, the tank may be returning on Sunday. Okay. I mean, just as like a throwback to... I don't know. It doesn't fit the character anymore. It doesn't. But tell me you wouldn't love to see Rusev coming in on a tank. Well, that might if they still have the tank at that giant warehouse or whatever that Well, WWE as has. we know, Seth Rollins burned it down in the yeah, lead-up to the, WWE yeah. 2K. He didn't, though, because they, they had uh, Peter Rosenberg and Mike Mooneyham or whatever did a thing in, in there for the Mike network. Mike Mooneyham. Okay. Uh, so the WWE officially announced that the Greatest Royal Rumble will be on the network live okay. noon... For us, for the East Coast, so that's a 9 a.m. start time for us yeah. here. I think. Let me let me. What check day this. of the week is that? I'm looking. Jeez. You call armed with information. Well, I didn't click on the story. Jeez. Jeez, I don't even click on people's stories. Friday, April 27th at 12 p.m. Eastern. So Friday, April 20th. Uh, Friday. Because yeah. it's a Saturday over there. Yeah. No, I mean I understand why they're doing. I it. think, or it's maybe Friday night over there. I assume it'd be Friday night. Yeah, and there's a one-hour kickoff for. Yeah, it's gotta be Friday night. So we're gonna be here in the office. Yeah. Watching the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, we on should. On the TV out there. You should. We can Chromecast it. You, do you know how mad the office is going to get at us? I don't care. John Cena versus Triple H. Seven championship matches. And the 50-man Greatest Royal Rumble. Honestly, it's going to be a pretty good show. Dep- it depends. Oh, sorry, it has the potential to be a very good show. So, my, Here's my thing. Are you going to treat it in kayfabe? Or is it just a one-off? I imagine it's going to be a one-off. Because to me, if you treat it in kayfabe, it's going to be a disaster. Because how are you getting to John Cena Triple H? No, it's just going to be a one-off. So if it's a one-off... They're going to treat it like Beast in the East. Then treat it that way and... and Maybe there will be a couple threads that connect between their TV and this. But I think for the most part, it's going to be a one-off. Because because if you make it like Beast in the East and you just literally just don't... Don't overproduce it, please. No, house just show. Let, just do, just let put, it be put a out a house show. Well, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler are going to be on the call. But that's fine. I mean, you, know, you want some commentary. Well, I saw the last Jim Ross commentary yeah. show. I'm a little worried. I, I know, but it's a little bit different. Is, I think he knows these guys better. Is he more in tune with this product? Yes. I hope so. Is he in tune enough? I don't know. Yeah, and then we're gonna, you're going to test that. So Friday, April He was better at Raw 25 than he was at uh, Supercard of Honor. And I thought he was. Not Supercard of Honor. Supercard uh, of Honor strong hasn't style, happened the Strong style evolved. Okay. 
I didn't think he was very good at Raw 25. So, I mean, he wasn't great, but also he didn't, they didn't give him a lot to do. That's the thing. Lawler was good though. Lawler was in peak form. Uh, Eli Drake's contract with Impact Wrestling Who? ends in May. Eli Drake. Yeah. That is an old podcast reference. I don't even think that was a. That's not a slam I original. Like See if I stalled my button. You do. You played it the other day. I had my Eli Drake dummy button. Yeah. Which is, is, that, if, is you, if you play it, it's probably going to get, we're probably going to get copyright. No, we're not. I paid for it. It's okay. You paid for the app, so it's okay? Yeah. All right, well, then go ahead then. We're waiting. I'm trying. That's very low. That's very low. Can you tune, turn it up a little bit? Dummy. Yeah. There you go. That's Eli Drake, uh, Jamie's favorite wrestler. Yeah. Jamie, do you want to see Eli Drake in NXT? Yeah. Do you want to see Eli Drake battle... Adam Cole for the NXT Championship? Yeah. Okay, this, this is, I'm so glad. What else do you have over there? That's not an insult, that is just a fact of life. When I say dummy, you say yeah. Dummy. Yeah. There you go. Eli Drake. That's what I want to see. You and I are big fans of Eli I am Eli a big Drake. fan of Eli we Drake. We are. Don't get I'm done with that now. Don't get lost in the sauce, Christopher. If he can come to NXT. Tell me he can't be an upper and, mid card and do, in WWE. Oh, I, what did I say to you earlier today? Future NXT North American champion Eli Drake. Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd be great in, in NXT. He'd be, he'll be good in the upper mid-card on the main roster. By the way, doesn't that character scream like SmackDown Live? It does, he needs to be on the opposite show of Bobby Roode because he and Bobby Roode can be the top, can be the mid-card title heels on their prospective programs. That's what I think is best for them. You have Bobby Roode on, in the U.S. title picture or IC title picture. You have Eli Drake in the other title picture on the mid-card. I think it's really good. They could bounce up and down for a little bit. You can put Miz back in the main event picture. All good to go. See, for me, Eli, Eli Drake Rusev, I'd, I'd be all for an Eli Drake Rusev battle for the U.S. title. I think that'd be exciting. Eli Drake might be one of those heels that gets cheered because of how good that character is. Yes. By the way, you know who also should be back in the mid-card heel picture? Mike Kanellis at some point. Okay. I know he's, it's basically like he's dead. No, but. well, hold on. He's been dealing with a lot of personal stuff, okay? Now, he did, uh, him and Maria did have a daughter, Frederica Moon, today. Now, Mike has been, I believe, I don't remember when he left, but he admitted that he had a, a yes. I forget what exactly it was. So let's just say substance. Yeah. I don't know what substance. I forget what it was. But it was a substance problem. I mean, he's been very open about it. If you yes. follow, follow him on Instagram, I, I know. I, I wasn't. You, I wasn't trying to like no, act I, I coy. Like I didn't. I, no, I don't I, remember the. I, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to guess. It was. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something substance related. So I believe. I believe um, it was medication. I, I don't believe it was, it was alcohol. That was what I. Alcohol, like medication. I think it wasn't like he was doing heroin on the street or something. No, 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 no. So he had checked himself into rehab and was getting a, a bunch of you know treatment and stuff like that. And he's been given a bunch of updates all throughout this whole process. He's been very open about it, which is awesome. And it's I'm glad to see him doing well. But you're right, Jamie. When he's ready to go and he wants to return to professional wrestling, I mean that's a heel. Yeah, we never got to see the culmination of the Sami Zayn, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis feud because obviously Mike had his own issues. Correct. Maria, Maria uh, got pregnant, had a kid. They had a kid today or yes. yesterday. Yes, if you listen to me, I already said that they welcomed daughter Frederica. I, I don't listen today. when you speak, Chris. Clearly, because I talked about that exact thing. Uh, so, what, oh, we were talking about Eli Drake. Uh, big, we are big fans of Eli Drake. Yes. If Eli Drake would like to come on the podcast anytime, he's welcome. Open invitation. Eli although we, uh, actually, I'm actually legitimately, like, I'm a big fan of Eli Drake. Although I think we he's, can't take phone calls at the moment, so that's a yes, little. Yes, just coming to the studio here in Phoenix. Done, easy. Uh, but no, again, I'm a big fan of his. I, I think there are very few people, and I want to. I, I get worried to see what happens when they start overproducing him. But there are very few people that are fluid in their promos from start to finish. Yeah, but he won't have that in NXT. 
If, if he gets no, main, he'll have the ability to, to talk in NXT. In the main roster, maybe he might have that problem. But if he if he shows a body of work in NXT, because here, it, I don't like using this example, but I'm going to use it anyway. Enzo had the freedom in NXT to kind of write his own promo, do his own thing, right? We got to the main roster, and can you honestly imagine the writing team scripting Enzo's promos? No, Enzo did a lot of that on his own and cleared Maybe. it with yeah. and cleared it with the writing team, right? This yes. is what I'm going to do. Okay, does this work, right? Eli Drake might be able to prove down in NXT that he doesn't need that type of... You'd hope, but I'm not always fully confident. I don't but trust this company to do anything. I, I trust that he can, he's a smooth delivery in his promo. And I think that is something that is very specific, but something we don't see very often. Even in people that have good promos, you don't have to always be smooth. I compare Eli Drake's promos to Randy Orton's wrestling. In that the transition from one side one to the other, from sentence to sentence, from move to move, is is extremely fluid. And it's a rare aspect. And I think... It's something that Paul Heyman has a little bit too. Again, I'm not calling Eli Drake Paul Heyman. I'm can just I, saying. Can I make a comparison? Sure. That's gonna be, It's worse than Paul Heyman? Yes. When I watch Eli Drake cut a promo, it reminds me a lot, and again, I'm not comparing the two, it reminds me a lot of what The Rock used to do with those backstage segments and interrupting people. Yes. It, it has that type of, here's the word, it has that type of cadence to it. Yes. So when I watch Eli Drake, he, I think he understands that part of it. Yes, I think that's the important thing. I think that plays well. I think he, he's well-spoken. I mean, it, 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 no other way to say it. He is a well-spoken man who can cut a promo. He's a really strong heel. Um, again, I think putting him on the opposite of Bobby Roode and keeping those both those talents heel will be very beneficial. You excited about NXT tonight? Or are you going to watch? Um, I mean, No. You're, you're just you're ready. I know what happens. I'm ready for takeover. You're ready. You're right. I'm ready you like for takeover. Me. I'm ex- I'm really excited for takeover. Yeah, Saturday's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, a lot of wrestling. Very excited for takeover. Very so. very excited for. I mean, look. Let's be realistic. Gargano Ciampa has been almost a year in the making now. I wrote a story about that today. You did. About how for slam.com read it. How, uh, how about wow? You telling people to read my story? I am telling. Do you know how much of an upgrade that is from over like a year ago when you wouldn't even let me write at all. Making waves here. Desperate times call for desperate waves. Wow, thanks. Mr. Schubert. I wrote a story today kind of saying that I I get this feeling. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be totally off base here. I get this feeling that this is going to be Johnny Gargano's final act. Oh, yeah. This is the NXT swan song. Absolutely. By the way, it might be Ciampa's too. I think Gargano wins the match. And I think the whole if he wins, he's reinstated to NXT is a kayfabe reason to call him up to the main roster. Because in kayfabe, can you move him from – he shouldn't have – here, in kayfabe, when he lost to Almas, he shouldn't be rewarded with a promotion to the main roster, correct? It correct. doesn't make sense. So in kayfabe, if he can win back his right to be in NXT, he wins back his right to be called up to the main roster. And really, what else is there for him to accomplish? Being NXT champion? NXT, nothing. We did that. No, we, there's, there's not. There's we did not. that with him fighting Almas. You can't build that story again. He doesn't need to be NXT champion. And I, and I think people sometimes forget that, that... We have seen a maturation process as NXT as a brand has matured that has seen a lot of top guys carry that title before getting called up. But if you remember, there are a lot of people that did not carry that title that still got called up. Uh, I don't think Johnny Gargano needs that title right now. I think, honestly, he he is needed in other divisions, uh, particularly at 205 Live, if they're really serious about a a complete rebrand there after Mania. I get the shakes. I'm worried worried about that, too. I get worried about that, too, because I still think that brand has a stench to it. 
I'm not. I'm, not, I'm honestly not trying to be a jerk about 205 Live. I'm really not. No, this just, this is it, you it, being it, serious. It, it, it's it's a brand that I am concerned about. I'm I'm more optimistic now than I was six months ago because of who is now overseeing everything. But when a brand gets that negative connotation, especially when that's its only representation, I I just remember watching what WWE CW was. And I get that same feeling with 205 Live, that it just it's not going to be taken seriously no matter what. By the way, the, the last thing I will say on Gargano Ciampa is there's been a lot of superstars that have made their way through the NXT ranks. A lot of top-tier talent in the professional wrestling world. The likes of Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. And there have been a lot of classics. And yes. there have been a lot of mat takeovers have stolen the weekend every time they're on. I don't think there's been a weekend where the main roster show is beaten a takeover. It just doesn't happen. No. Takeover, and there have been really good main roster shows too, but it's takeover is and, so And amazing. the Royal Rumble is probably the closest example of where the Rumble was close. Yes. I don't think there is any feud that is going to that defines NXT and that will define NXT more than this one. Um, I really don't. I know you said that today in your article. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's an awesome feud. I'm not sure it defines NXT. I think that's a that's a little bit of a stretch. Well, you know what? That's what I have to do here. Gotta go on a limb here, Jamie. I, you know, I, I, there were a lot of things that defined NXT along along the way. Um, that I think I thought you know, Sasha Bailey I thought was a feud that, that yes, defined NXT. That's a good one. Um, Although I think, I'm so glad that their main roster runs are going so well. Yeah, I, I think Neville Cesar, uh, not Neville Cesar, Neville uh, Zane for a bit. I think Owen Zane wasn't long enough. I don't think that counts. Um, I think Joe Baller was a really strong one as well. Uh, there were a lot of really good yeah, stuff in that, NXT. And, and, and that's um, the, I think that was the point I was making is that there's so many good things. Shinsuke Rude. I mean, there, there were some really interesting ones. This one's in that equation. Yeah. Uh, and it's really up there. And honestly, it's probably had the most, the best build just because it's had time. It's been over a year. It's been close to a uh, year. Not part of that's because of injury, but still, it doesn't matter. But they've it, booked it well. It's been booked well. And it has, and it has something that NXT has, hasn't really had. Because even in cases when there were heels, look, Kevin Owens, when he beat up Sami Zayn, was getting cheered because yeah. he was Kevin Owens. Because yeah. he was Kevin Steen in WWE. Yeah. This is different. Yeah. Chapa's got real heat. And by the way, kudos to him for that. That is honestly one of the toughest things to do in, right. in, in professional and, wrestling and, right now is to get real heat from Smarks. And that's why, to me, this feud is so it, – it stands out so much to me. Uh, and I, I'm so excited for it. As you know, I'm a Johnny Gargano Mark, I also think so. this is Gargano Champa one. One. Yes, I am of the belief that Gargano is going to get called up to the main roster. Chomp is going to follow him. Should I think be. that feud is going to continue on whatever brand Gargano is called up to. And I believe uh, in Gargano's debut, he might even win the match and then get attacked again. That'd be great. And we're going to keep that right. We have no, you can't escape me, Johnny. You can't escape me. And I love that angle. One more story here for you. Because, like, on the other side of it, Kevin Owens kept running. Never mind. No, but Kevin Owens kept running from Sami Zayn on the main roster. Mm-hmm. He kept getting annoyed. This one is, I, I, because that what he was in being, uh, I don't want to deal with you anymore, heel. I want a conniving, vicious, vindictive heel. Which we don't have I'm a lot of. I'm going to ruin your life wherever you go. And that is what I, you can't even escape me on SmackDown or Raw or 205 Live or wherever they put it. <laughs> one more story here for you. Uh, Twitch, Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground is on Friday. Impact Wrestling has told Twitch streamers that they can rebroadcast the show and do your, their own commentary. That Twitch isn't going to, like, Impact's not going to go after them and tell them to take it down. That they can live, do, they can do their own commentary. I love the Don Catless era of Impact because they are embracing the modern parts of society that they I are. think can help them. I am incredibly fascinated by the Twitch model for a lot of different things, but particularly in pro wrestling. 
uh, because Tommy Dreamers had a lot of success with it early on in House of Hardcore. He mm -hmm. was the first one to kind of take that leap of, of uh, promotion, cutting a essentially what was equivalent to a TV-type deal with Twitch. Uh, Wrestle Circus. Has, Wrestle Circus has, has made, done it since made their then. home on there. And now TNA is as well. Impact Wrestling. What, TNA. And, I, again, I, as I said on the show before, I've made a lot of fun at TNA. Because, boy, you? oh, boy, do they freaking deserve it. Yes. However, it is good for the wrestling business if they survive. Mm -hmm. It is good for the wrestling business if they thrive. This gives TNA Impact Wrestling the biggest and greatest chance of success than anything they have done since they got kicked off Spike. I agree with that. And I think that is good for the wrestling business and for the wrestlers. And for that, I'm all for it. On that note, that's going to do it for us here today. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at FRSSlam, FRSSlam.com for all your pro wrestling content needs. Jamie wrote a story that is up. Is it up yet? Going to be yeah, up? Yeah, no, it's up right now. Up right now. Okay, It's up right now. I have not read it yet. Basically, oh, let, me, let me just give a little plug Sure, go See, ahead. it was your mistake. I was ready to walk off for the day, and you're not, nope, I want to talk about Try it. Try to be a good friend. Uh, I, uh, I wrote writing. about, well, we know, aside from this, this question about whether we're going to get a Cena-Undertaker match, we know what the card looks like. So really, the only thing left to discuss is what goes on last. And I think there are four distinct possibilities for matches that could go on last. Uh, and no, one of them is not Cena-Undertaker if it happens. I don't think that's a good idea for anybody involved, just because that match is going to be terrible. There are four legitimate options. One of them, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I go into, for all of these, why it should close the show and why it shouldn't close the show. That's one of the four. Brian and Shane McMahon versus Owens and Zayn. Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I would be shocked, all capital letters, underline three exclamation points, if one of those four matches does not close WrestleMania 34. See what I said. See why it should close. See why it might not close. And let me know what you think. Can I give you a tease for tomorrow's show? Sure. Tomorrow I'm going to tell you a conspiracy that I have about... The main event of WrestleMania, why it will not be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, Ooh. and what is going to happen in Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar that makes it not in the main event spot. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, this is a good that's tease. a good tease. You should write uh, about that too. As always, maybe I'll do that for Friday. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the show and I'll write it for Friday. Hmm. Mm. So on that note, everybody, that's going to do it for us. As always, at FRSLAM on Twitter, FRSLAM.com. You can find the podcast on Anchor, FRSLAM Radio, iTunes, FRSLAM Radio as well. While you're there, drop us a rating. Always do appreciate that. And for you Android listeners out there, Pocket Cast and Overcast, so where you can find us there as well. As always, the podcast gets tweeted out on uh, the Twitter account and goes up on the website as well. That's going to do it for us here today, guys. We will be back tomorrow. WrestleMania week continues, and we will be here to break it all down as it happens. So we'll talk to you then, guys.